Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is season five, episode two. If you counted all of them, it's 196 episodes of goodness. I'm oh, Craig. I'm Britt. And Britt, we're back for our running back extravaganza. Can I just tell you that this yes. is my these are my favorite episodes of the year. Because I don't have to spend like three hours before I start work on a Wednesday or Thursday morning (laughs) pouring over numbers. I gather all the numbers from you. I put it into a spreadsheet and then we argue about it. It is my favorite time of year to discuss our rankings. Nice. That's a good thing. And yes, we are here to talk about running backs. We had big news just yesterday for the first time. (laughs) <laughs> in 196 episodes of this podcast, breaking news came before we recorded something about it. That is so rare. Go back in our history. If we spend 30 minutes talking about Zeke Elliott and he's going to get hurt, it's the day after we record. <laughs> Every yes. single time. Mm-hmm. If we record on July 6th, he gets hurt on July 7th. It never fails. There have been instances where Craig and I have wrapped up a recording and I go sit on the couch, pop open a secondary beer, and I get a text from one of our contributors telling me something happened that we literally just talked about. And the only question when that happens is which one of us is going to respond with curse words first. (laughs) Because they don't hear it. Unless they're on it, they don't hear it until you guys hear it most of the time. Mm -hmm. So... So only Craig and I will know those when those moments happen. And yes, it infuriates us. But <laughs> we should start where we always start. We should. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? So, last week, you uh, you may or may not remember because we were well, I was drinking, but you I was mentioned off last week, yeah, yeah, you mentioned that we should try a new beer every week, and I'm I, going I to I start said, I, to. Okay, so it, just to be to, let's be clear, yeah. I said we should make a goal mm-hmm. to try 50 new beers over the course of the season. And that's between the two of us. Okay. I don't want, I don't want anyone, I don't want anybody listening <laughs> to this and thinking I'm forcing Craig. <laughs> to, I don't, Craig, Craig gets up, you know, oh God, I feel sick as a dog. My doctor <laughs> says I have the flu. He put me on this antiviral, but Britt told me I got a drink tonight. <laughs> I don't want anybody getting that impression right now, but okay. So tell me, what do you got? So tonight I have a beer from Medusa Brewing called Light Runner Hazy IPA. It has a very Ooh. '80s um, Miami Vice feel to the can art. Okay. Um, oh, I you gave me one of these, didn't you? I did. I think I drank this already. Go on. Um, so this says intense stone fruit, uh, intense stone fruit ester mingle. Perfectly with a beautiful blend of tropical fruit, tangerine notes provided by mosaic and armadillo hops. Yes, I did drink this. All right, I, didn't like I already, it. already opened it. So go for it. No, it I, I'll tell you right you. now, I didn't like it. It wasn't. It was interesting. It was unique for an IPA. It wasn't overly hoppy or dry, but the flavors just weren't appealing to me personally. Wow, this is this is very very tangerine that might be why you know what because i didn't and not only did i not get the dryness that some people love and some people hate the back end of the ipa i didn't get any hoppiness at all and i think that's because the tangerine overpowered it yeah because i think most of the ones we've had they're very like 
orange based or yeah or grapefruit maybe but this yeah, a lot of grapefruit. this is there's very orange. this is very tangerine and tangerine mm. has its own distinct flavor compared to like oh yeah you know oranges so yeah i didn't personally care for it it wasn't bad it was very unique um but it just wasn't something i would drink a lot of i did open a can Ooh. of something you gave me though okay i have premier <clears throat> Ooh. Double dry hopped IPA by Interborough Spirits and Ales. I'm guessing Premier is the name of this. It's got a 397 on Untapped. Uh, it's out of Brooklyn. And that's about all I can tell you about it because it's a very basic can. <laughs> so let's give this guy a try here. I poured it, but I haven't tried it yet. Nice. Here we go. And then Decent really quick. Light penetration. <clears throat> like you can see through it. Yeah, I'm getting decent light through it. It's not all dank. Right. It's right. not dank at all. I would put it probably in light penetration in the same category as uh, any of the Two Roads basic IPAs. It's probably a little lighter in color than Road to Ruin, but it's probably on par with Honey Spot. Okay. All right. Ooh. Ooh. I'm waiting for the. I'm waiting for the. Ooh. I'm waiting for the back end. <laughs> all right. Oh, there it is. Uh oh. It showed up, kicked the door in. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. There's a third wave. Uh oh. Okay, so it tastes like a very straightforward IPA up front. Mm. It's not overly hoppy. You if you handed this to me and said, What is this? And I sipped, I would tell you, this is an IPA. That oh man, there's a fourth wave of dryness. <laughs> wow. That is really overpowering dryness. I just wasn't ready for it. So the first wave, you're like, all right, this is an IPA. Then I got, after the IPA was done, that's when the hop flavor came in. I got a lot of hops after, you know, it started to wash over me. And then after the hops, I got almost like this really light tropical fruity flavor. Not very powerful, but Mm -hmm. just enough that I could notice it as the hops finished. And then it dried out. Hmm. Interesting. The best way I could describe it in in analogies I like to, as I like (laughs) to do... You may remember, do you remember when you were younger, there was a Cat in the Hat 30-minute special where the Cat in the Hat shows up, wreaks havoc. Yep. Things, it was a little animated special. So people, I'm sure everyone's familiar with the Cat in the Hat, but in the special, which I think, believe, followed the book, the Cat shows up, um, then Thing 1 and Thing 2 show up, mayhem ensues, and then at the end of it, the Cat in the Hat uses some fantastical device to repair everything he's broken and clean the place so the parents never know what happened. That's what just happened. The cat <laughs> arriving was like the sip of the IPA, like the taste of IPA. Thing one and two show up, and I get that hoppy flavor. Then the the three of them together with the kids go nuts. That was kind of like the light tropical. And then at the <laughs> very end was the dryness, was the cat cleaning up. So to me, it was just kind of like very formulaic in terms of how it washed over me. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. it's not bad. It's not a 397 on Untapped. I'll probably good. give it a 375. Nice, nice. Enough. We have to move on to other things because there's so much to talk about tonight. Let's get right into burning hot takes. Receive. Um, I'll receive because I uh, know. You know what? I'll give because yeah, have I have it. I have a question and then I have a rant. Okay. So, so. let's. Well, what do you want to start with? I'll go with the question. All right. <clears throat> Let me word it. Oh, internet. Sorry, the page I had up just went away. Give me one second here. While he's doing that, just so you guys know, we want to we want to send our, our our warmest wishes out to uh, Greg Knapp and his family. 
Um, Greg Knapp is an NFL coach for the New York Jets. He was recently in a biting, biking accident. And um, depending on who you listen to, it was very serious. Uh, TMZ yeah. says he is literally fighting for his life. ESPN has described the injuries as life-threatening. Um, so we wish him the best. We hope he recovers because the Jets need all the help they can get. And um, obviously our, our thoughts are with his family at this time. So with yeah, that out of the way, did a... you find what you were looking for? I did. I did. Yeah, definitely what not a definitely not a good situation. Okay. No. So Jerry Jones of the Jerry Jones Cowboys. Presented by Jerry Jones. <laughs> he said that he would do anything to get back to the Super Bowl. In your opinion, do you think Jerry Jones will see the Cowboys in the Super Bowl again in his no. lifetime? No. Because Jerry Jones is convinced that the reason the Cowboys made the Super Bowl is because of Jerry Jones. And it's not true. Hmm. Jerry Jones Jerry Jones has it in his head that he is this amazing draft wizard <laughs> who created what the Cowboys were when Troy Aikman and everybody was there. And it's just not accurate. So because of that, no, I don't think Jerry Jones will ever see his team play in the Super Bowl again. I think he is a, and he will never admit that. He will never admit that Jimmy Johnson is the real reason he had Super Bowls to begin with. Well, but yeah, but he brought in another coach after John. Yeah, that's true. He brought in a coach after the team had been coached to the point where a monkey could have coached them to a Super Bowl. <laughs> that was uh, that was Barry, Barry Switzer, Switzer, wasn't it? Yeah, and I'm not I'm not knocking Barry Switzer, but Barry Switzer doesn't win a Super Bowl with that lineup if Jimmy Johnson doesn't have it first. Did Barry you Switzer know? win a Super Bowl with them? Yeah, the year after Johnson left, they won like three and four years. Oh, see, my brain that it was all with Johnson. No, Johnson only won one or two titles there, and then the. There was the big publicized breakup, and then Switzer went yep. in, and then he won a title, and then it all went downhill because as they started, honestly, as they started adding new pieces to the mix, because you can't just keep in, in the modern NFL, you can't keep the same 12 guys around forever, mm -hmm. you know, um, as they started to move more pieces in and and whatnot, it started to fall apart because Switzer was a, was a, was a game manager. It was not a developer of talent. That's why Jimmy Johnson was so successful. Jimmy Johnson helped develop that team. You think yeah. Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, and Troy Aikman all did that in a vacuum? I don't. Nope. No, you're so, right. Yeah, I don't. So I don't I think no. so either. I don't think he. Ah, uh, man, how old is he now? Ah, uh, Jerry oh, Jones, hundred and fifty years old. He's somewhere <laughs> in Emperor Palpatine range. He's seventy-eight. Born nineteen forty-two. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Dallas will get back to the Super Bowl. So that's a yeah, tough call. Yeah, I don't call. think he will. I don't think he will. All right. So my question. Yeah. Obviously, the big news, the big news we alluded to, Cam Akers is likely done for 2021. When I say likely, mm -hmm. I mean that's just because I know that they're looking for a second opinion, like they should. But he tore but his Achilles. It looks like it yeah. looks like his Achilles is fully torn, and he is out. Not talking about rankings here, but simple question without name. Well, without name dropping anyone currently on the Rams, because obviously we're going to talk about rankings in a second. Mm -hmm. Should the Rams go out and try to trade for somebody or should they just rely on the talent they already have? Mm. 
after that huge trade they did to switch quarterbacks, I don't know if they can trade for someone. That's a good point. Like, I don't... Do they sign a free agent? Do they try? I don't think they can get Gurley back. Well, Gurley's still out there as free agency. So is Duke Johnson. So, and um, Adrian Peterson. He still wants to play. There's rumors that he that they may be in talks to acquire Benny Snell because we all know the Steelers are not sold on on keeping Snell on Snell making up the, the, the roster. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you roll with what you got. You brought in two rookies. You brought in Xavier Jones and Jake Funk, right? Mm-hmm. I could not tell you anything about them. I know that I know our contributor, Sean, was big on Xavier Jones. <laughs> I know he was big on Xavier Jones, and to the point where in the Scott Fishbowl, which just wrapped up yesterday in our for us, Jake Funk went ahead of Xavier Jones, and I thought Sean was going to throw something across the room <laughs> and like just mock outrage because he was like, Xavier Jones is the two now. Henderson's going to be the one. Xavier Jones is the two. Why would you take Jake Funk? And I'm like, I think he felt like somebody knew something that he didn't. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Because I, I have to say... The years have been doing this. This year, Sean has been the most focused on drafts and mock drafts than any of us. He always is. But the, you know what it is? As he's been doing this more and more, he's looked more and deeper and deeper and deeper into drafts. Mm-hmm. Sean used to be one of those guys, and you know this. He'd buy five or six magazines. Yep. He'd read them all. And he'd pick out the one that he had the, that had the cheat sheet that met his expectations the most. And he'd bring that to a draft. And then That's he how would he reread the magazine while he was drafting. Usually. <laughs> usually. I think this is his response to saying, I'm tired of, re- I, I, I've been doing this long enough. I contribute to a podcast now. I'm, I'm, while we don't consider ourselves experts by any stretch of the imagination, we right. are experienced players. I'm experienced enough to not have to rely on crap, I need a running back in round 12, and I don't know any of these names. He's reached that point where he wants to know the names. So he is the, he has started really diving deep. Who are these guys that might come out of nowhere? Who's a rookie that people are talking about? Those kinds of things is really where he's essentially our scouting coordinator. Um, <laughs> and that's where he is. That's where he is. And, that's, uh, and so I, I appreciate that because he really did help us down the line in Scott Fishbowl. A couple of our really late draft picks were because he put the name on the table. I'm looking for the one guy. There was a wide receiver. He was like, go get this guy. Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, yeah. That's right. He did mention in him. In Detroit. He's like, he's the number three in Detroit. He's a rookie. There's tremendous upside around him. We got him in the 16th round. Did we? 16th wow. round. Yep. We got him before we had to go get Van Jefferson. We got Van Jefferson uh, 10 wideouts later uh, uh, in round 18. And Van Jefferson's the number two behind, I'm sorry, number three, technically, behind Woods and Cup. He's the number two behind Woods. But he's probably going to be out there in most of the three wideout sets for the Rams this year. And he was the one who was like, you know what, get, get, get Brown first. Get St. Brown first. And so, you know, I mean, I really appreciate that. Now, even if he's right or wrong, it doesn't make a difference. You know, I mean... Looking at our lineup now, we got a, we've we're we pretty all in on a bunch of Rams. <laughs> we, we are. We, we don't we tell Daryl Henderson. Wait, don't don't tell Sin. She'll get upset. <laughs> oh, I know he does has no <laughs> Sin has no faith in the Rams. But we ended up with Daryl Henderson. We ended up with Xavier Jones. We ended up with Van Jefferson. If the Rams are good this year, we should win this league. 
So anyway, all right. What's your what's your rant? Let's go to your rant. <sighs> okay, <clears throat> we're going we're I'm going back. We're going back to the Cowboys. All right. Oh boy, why? Because this is this is what involves a rant. Do you remember? Was it three seasons ago? The whole thing with David Johnson jumping out of a pool. Oh, God, yeah. Remember that? And we were like... The argument we had on Twitter with some <laughs> dude who was like, this is proof that David Johnson's completely healed. He jumped out of a pool. And I thought I thought Craig was going to reach through the screen and strangle <laughs> this guy. Yeah, I remember. Okay, so with stuff like that with rehab, it's great, but it's not you on the field, right? So to me, that doesn't prove that you're back to how you were. Yeah. Okay? So this week... We know last year Zeke had a horrible year, right? He averaged four yards rushing. I think it was the lowest in his career so far. He had six rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns, and he was under 1,000 yards rushing. Okay. What did he have last year? I'm looking it up right now. Nine nine seventy nine. Wow, that's a huge drop off. That's actually his worst year as a pro, and he played fifteen games. He rushed for more gate more yards in twenty seventeen when he only played ten games mm-hmm. than he did in this year when he played fifteen. Yep. Wow. All right. <laughs> so I think he put it on Instagram. Possibly, it's a picture of him on a field. He is shirtless and. He's clearly in phenomenal shape, and he's all jacked, right? And people mm-hmm. are like, oh, my God, Zeke is back. No. Nope. No. Okay? You can be in amazing shape and still have a god-awful year being a running back in the NFL. For reference, please see James Conner. <laughs> exactly. Or, look, if you go back, look at how Jerome Bettis's physique was. He ran over people, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the thing no to breaks. me. What's that? The bus with no brakes. Exactly. That's his, <laughs> he, had the, he was a wrecking ball. Yep. Um, so here's my thing. Don't. I just want people to not get excited because he posted a picture of himself in amazing, amazing shape that has nothing to do with how his fantasy stats are going to be. Like yeah. they are not connected in any way. At all. <laughs> people, and this goes back to the rant we had last week, where people, or a couple weeks ago, mini camps don't matter. That whole rant about, there's some people sitting there saying, Byron Pringle's getting the majority of snaps. <laughs> Byron Pringle's going to be the new number two. Stop it. Stop it. That's mm-hmm. not, don't overreact to off-season news. You know what news you react to in the off-season? Injury news. That's it. Yes. React to the fact that Cam Akers is done. Don't react to a picture of Zeke on Instagram. We did this literally a year ago. James Conner working out. Had somebody take a picture of him flexing his back, and the freaking internet went nuts. And how is his year? isn't a stealer anymore. (laughs) He's not a stealer anymore. Where is he? Cardinals? I think he's the Cardinals. I don't even know. That's a, a... You know, you would think I would know these things. Being Let's like see. a football commentator. Uh, oh, yeah, he's a Cardinal. Cardinals. He's a Cardinal. Um, yeah, because I remember because like a week or two ago, I was like, when did Connor become a Cardinal? I totally so, forgot. So, yeah, last, for example, so last year, Connor had, he played 13 games. He started 11. 
He had yep. 721 yards rushing and six touchdowns. Yep. So. Yep. So and, just a reminder. And they, and they th- sent him away. <laughs> exactly. Physique and how you play have nothing to do with each other at all. None. And and can I just just for the the record there, his numbers were better in 2020 per attempt than they were in 2019. And they still sent him away. Mm-hmm. Like he had that really good year in 2018. Now he only played 10 games. Okay. But his yards per attempt were up from four to 4.3. His attempts per game were up from 11.6 to 13. His yards per game were up from 46.4 to 55.5. His total receptions were up. The only thing that was down was his yardage and his touchdowns. And That's he's it. not a stealer anymore. <laughs> And he's not a stealer anymore. Well, he was hurt in 2019, but he still started 10 games. Mm-hmm. And so totals you can criticize. But in 11 games last year, he was on, he was better than he was in 10 games of 2019. And the Steelers still said, this is not the direction we want to go. After he had even posted his fancy back in the gym. <laughs> Listen. I think personally, and we're going to get into this in about literally 13 seconds. I I went down on Zeke this year. Most of us did. No one more so than Craig, by the way. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Craig is going to ruin the average in our composite rankings. Yep. Just, I, I don't know that Zeke is going to recover from COVID. That being said, well, I had it over a year ago. Okay, that's fine. But we're learning now that there are long-term effects on the lungs and the brain that matter. A nurse in Texas who was a decided anti-vaxxer, she was a nurse, by the way, in an emergency room in Texas, and she was anti-vaccine. Let that sink in for a second, okay? Mm-hmm. She was anti-vaccine. She gets covid she recovers from COVID. Three months later, she's dead. What? I didn't hear about that. Yeah, 23-year-old nurse. It was in, in Texas. I actually posted, after I confirmed the story's authenticity, I posted about it on Facebook. She didn't die from COVID. She died from what COVID did to her body months after. Well, that's it's crazy. Been a year for Zeke. Okay, that's great. We still don't know the long-term effects of this disease. So... You know, I am kind of nervous about Zeke. I am probably going to pass on him. As of this moment, in the five or six drafts I've already done this year, I have zero shares of Zeke. Zero. Yeah. I remember, um, what was it, the Dynasty draft? Didn't we draft Zeke? And we traded him. Yes, right. We did. (laughs) And we traded him. Some guy wrote us about a month later, (laughs) and we were excited when we drafted him. That was 2018. Mm -hmm. That was 2018. Um, We were excited when we drafted him. Because we had like the third overall pick or something like that. We got in a, in a dynasty startup and we grabbed him and we were excited. And then the first chance we got to move him, we did. <laughs> we did. And it wasn't, it wasn't a very good trade. It was like a, it was like a, we needed, like a, we needed a quarterback. Quality. Is that why? Is that why we traded him? I think the guy sent us Rogers and Flacco again, 2018. Flacco <laughs> was still a starter then. <laughs> um, You know, he sent us Flacco you know what it is? He sent us Flacco and Darnold is what it is. He sent us oh, Flacco, yeah. Darnold, mm-hmm. and like two other pieces. 
by the way, one of which I believe was Daryl Henderson. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe Daryl Henderson, but maybe he wasn't a rookie then. Anyway, we have Daryl Henderson now, but all right. Enough of Craig's ranting. Yes, uh, I, I'm avoiding Zeke. Let That funnels us nicely into the 2021 rankings. Let's go right into where the guys have everybody. This segment is brought to you by Craig being Craig. <laughs> so we're going to start with our consensus number one, Christian McCaffrey. I have him at number one. Mm-hmm. Cinch has him at number one. Mm-hmm. Sean has him at number one. Mm-hmm. And Craig does not. Mm-mm. So Craig has him at two, right? No. Mm-mm. He has him at three, obviously. Nope. Mm-mm. Craig has Christian McCaffrey at four. 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 Like between three and five. Mm-hmm. Four. Mm-hmm. Like the thing you scream at <laughs> at a golf golfer because you just hit a ball into the trees. Yep. Four. Mm-hmm. As in a number that's fantastic, as in a number that makes a quartet, and as a number that you probably see if you go to a barbershop and they're singing. Four. <laughs> And my All birthday. Right, my birthday's four. 30 seconds to defend your position. How in the holy hell do you have McCaffrey at four? Serious injury. Missed the entire season. New quarterback. New coach. That he's quarterback he's never played with and a coach he's never coached with. Coached with? Played with. He's a running back, though. Are you really worried about his receiving? Uh, I'm worried I mean, I about. A I'm big worried. Part of his game. He had over a hundred in 2018 and 2019. But... I'm worried about his pre, well, his post-injury endurance and how worried the new coach is going to be and how they're going to use him. Even that if is they my use him concern. Sparingly, he's still the best running back in the league, fantasy-wise. That's I don't he, know. That's that's my concern with him. In 2019, was over a thousand yards receiving and a thousand yards rushing. Mm-hmm. He was. Had a combined 19 touchdowns. <clears> Hell, <throat> in the three games he played last year, he had six touchdowns, five on the ground. Yep. And then he broke. Well, here's the thing, too. His running style is he would he would do insane moves. He would jump over people. He would he stiff arm people. He was pretty much like a acrobat on the field. Now he's now he missed an entire season. That doesn't go away from the back of your head. You know, I kind of like the fact that he's missed all this time. He only played three games last year. I think it's given him a lot of time to recoup and recover mm-hmm. from the injury. Uh, trust me, the injuries worrisome, but not to the point that I don't, I'm going to pass on him if he's there in the first round. So, all right. So Craig, Craig is insane already. This is, these <laughs> rankings are already off of the, off of the, 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 the rails. Here, and that's right? why it's interesting. Right. Number two, we have consensus Dalvin Cook. Breaking news and shocker, Craig is the only one who doesn't have Dalvin Cook at number two. He has him at number three. I do. The person he has at number two is our consensus number three, which is Derrick Henry. (laughs) So we have McCaffrey, Cook, Henry. Craig has nothing like that. Craig actually has it in the opposite order with Henry followed by Cook followed by (laughs) McCaffrey. Mm Mm-hmm. Craig, why should people take Derrick Henry over Dalvin Cook? Because Dalvin Cook is a walking insurance claim. Did, didn't he play the whole season last year? I don't think he started every game last year, did he? 14 games. He played <clears> 14 <throat> games last year. He had 1,500 yards. Mm, I don't know. The fact that we were, at one point with Cook, we were so concerned about having... Matson as a handcuff 
with him that I don't mm-hmm. know. I just can't. I can't get behind him missed, being two. One of the games he missed last last year was week seventeen, and presumably that's because there was no reason for him to play. Yeah. I mean, he did miss the game against Atlanta in week six, which is a game Atlanta actually won. <laughs> Shocking. Poor Atlanta. <laughs> but I mean, they were six and eight with him, and they were one and one without him. And the one game they won without him was the last game of the year at Detroit, 37-35, where nobody gave a shit of what Poor happened. Detroit. But I mean, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games over a hundred yards out of fourteen. That's really high. He had a 206-yard effort against Detroit the first time he played them. The only reason this team actually played well was mainly because of him. We can't give Cousins any credit for anything. I don't know. See, what's that that, uh, phrase about past performance? Performance. Past performance is the best (laughs) indicator of future potential. No, that's not. I don't think that's how it goes. That's no. Exactly no. how it goes. It? I don't think that's how it goes. Let me see. I'm going to look that up right now. Past performance is the best indicator of future potential. So Lisa, that's what we no. use in psychology. Past performance there, is no guarantee of future results. There is, but there's. This is fantasy football. There's no guarantee on any of these guys in the top ten. <laughs> that, that is true. Trip on their cat tomorrow. <laughs> fall through a glass coffee table and as they scream in pain a dog could vomit into their mouth and they're out for a year i mean that is cam acres how how did he tear his acl you know Has anybody they heard? how i don't think they said because it wasn't um camp related it was like outside of football and i hope to god for him he wasn't like playing basketball or riding a motorcycle uh, because that is probably in his contract to not do training. Hmm. He was training. That's pretty. Ge- that's a generic term, though. Yeah. Was he on his Peloton? <laughs> was he was he benching large amounts of weights? We have no idea. Right. We have no idea. He could be walking through a goddamn Planet Fitness and slipped on some water <laughs> in the bathroom. We have no idea. He could have. <laughs> Have you ever been near the Planet Fitness where Craig and I used to live? There was water on the floor constantly. Yes, there was. There like, probably still is. I don't understand is. why they ever why they had that little that little tent sign that said "slippery when wet" or "be mm. careful wet floor." I don't mm. understand why they just didn't bolt it to the floor because it was <laughs> always wet, always wet. I once walked in there and there was a guy mopping up, and I went out and did my workout. When I came back, there was nobody else in the gym, so I knew nobody had used the showers, and it was still wet. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, so I, I, I worry. And you're higher on Derrick Henry than Cook or McCaffrey. What makes you think that Henry's going to perform? Because Henry's, other than Julio Jones, Henry's on the same team. His running style is the same, and he's just going to run over people. I don't think Julio Jones is going to have any effect on Derrick Henry's perform- oh, stats. Oh, I think he does. Does he? I think he cuts Looking it. at who, okay. how Julio Jones was the last, like, three years in Atlanta, do you really think it's going to, with the quarterback they have, do you think it's really going to matter for Derrick Henry? Yes. Uh, I think see, I Henry's that. targets declined significantly. He only had 31 targets last year in 16 games. He played all 16 games. He only had 31 targets. 
but those 31 targets amounted to 114 yards receiving. And where's the touchdown number? No touchdowns. Okay. If they don't have to check down to Henry, that's all lost points. Yeah, but receiving was never really Henry's thing to begin with. That's right, but it's still going to cut into his numbers. He had 2,000 yards rushing. That's where his value is going to be. I, I I do I think Henry takes a step back this year. Now you can make the argument and didn't do the voice because I've already used it like six times this this episode already. So I'm not going to do the voice, the crazy <laughs> voice about Blake, um, Blake Bortles' voice. No, that, that's that's completely different. <laughs> this is this is the voice we use when we're talking about Blake Bortles. This is the voice <laughs> we talk about when somebody says something stupid. It's different. True. Okay. Where where the arrival of Julio Jones helps him is that they can't stack the boxes readily. Right. I don't think A.J. Brown is that great of a receiver, but when you stack the box, A.J. Brown has one-on-one coverage. He's going to get open. Just because I don't think he's like Hall of Fame material doesn't mean he's not a pro. He's an absolute pro. He will find a way to get open. And that's where I think that's what it is. So now you got Julio. Now you got two threats in in the secondary You've got to you. You have to respect the run, but you also have to respect the uh, the play action. So I think his rushing totals go up. His receiving numbers take a dive, and I don't think he provides any additional fantasy value this year. Because in, if you're in a PPR of any way, shape, or form, those receiving yards and those receiving touches matter. And you know, okay, well, well, hey, how many times did he have 100 yards? Not never. He never had 100 yards receiving last year, but he had 52. He had two catches for 52 one game. He had three catches for 15. That's four and a half points. He had, uh, I'm looking for more data here. Three for 15. Okay, it's mostly small. They don't they don't use him a lot in the passing game. I get it. I get it. But it's it's those targets do matter. I do think that they still matter as few as they are. All right, so anyway, we're, we are, we are running so far behind. It's fine. <laughs> McCaffrey, Cook, and Henry is our top three even though Craig disagrees, our number four is Craig's number one. (laughs) So I'm going to give him one more chance to defend himself here because our number four is Alvin Kamara. Aside Mm -hmm. from the fact that Craig is a total Alvin Kamara hack. (laughs) Has been since the day the man stepped on the field. Give me, and I'm going to give you a full 30 seconds uninterrupted to do this. Okay. Why should people draft Alvin Kamara over any of the guys we've already discussed. Okay. Same coach, same team, different quarterback, but he's going to be playing with a quarterback who he's played with before. And I don't think that's really going to affect Kamara's performance or outcome because their offense is essentially going to be the same, right? They're going to have Taysom Hill who has played with Kamara before in games and to me, there is, there's no difference that is going to happen with his outcome or his performance due to Taysom Hill being the quarterback. Now you're going to say, if you're Cinch, he's listening to this and he just threw some mail out of his truck. Yeah, I hope he's not driving. <laughs> he's going to say, well, it's not Drew Breeze. But that's what I was about to say. There's a, you okay, fine. But how far was changes? How far was Drew Brees throwing to Alvin Kamara? He was only accuracy th- is what matters. You're so you're saying so you're saying really you don't believe in Taysom Hill. I'm saying that I'm saying that Drew Brees accuracy 
cannot be compared to Taysom Hill's accuracy. All right, that's fair. But if you're only that's throwing it. 10 or 15 yards, how accurate do you have to be? Uh, look, at, flat, look at Lamar. flat outs, when you throw the running back screens, you have to be deadly accurate because otherwise a cornerback reads it, breaks on it early, and then all of a sudden it's six the other way. Now, it, before, Breeze was smart enough to see, and I don't, I, I don't have any <clears> film so to see, back I up would, this claim. Okay, so I, I see that, but I would say that's more experience than accuracy in that situation. He got targeted last year 107 times. He had 83 catches for 756 yards. Mm-hmm. That's 9.1 per reception. Okay. Are you telling me that that number stays at 83 for 756 and five touchdowns with Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston? Uh, maybe not Winston, but Taysom Hill, it's close. I don't think it's anywhere near. I don't think it's anywhere near. I'm a, are you ready for this? Okay. Put it down. Write it down in the books. <laughs> right now. We're ready. July 21st, 2021. <laughs> Alvin Kamara catches 50 or fewer passes this year. Okay. All That's right. That's a 33% reduction. 50 passes max. And in a full point PPR with just receptions alone, that's an average of two points per game lower. Now take the yardage out of it. That's another two points. That is four points per game lower than what we were used to with the old Alvin Kamara. There it is. And that's why that's right. why I can't have him at one. Fair All right, enough. So we got McCaffrey into Cook to Henry to Kamara. Jonathan Taylor's our number five. We're all pretty much of the same mind. I'm higher than everybody else on this. I think Indy has a real chance to take a step forward. Um, they have a quarterback now who is not getting ready to retire. Uh, <laughs> that is did not true. Walk through Very the, door. True. the problem is again, the same problem they have with Phillip rivers are going to have with Carson Wentz. Can they keep him on the field? The difference with Phil rivers was Phillip rivers was old. Carson Wentz is made of, of, of glass, but it's the same issue at number six. Overall, we have Saquon Barkley. Sean is big on Barkley this year. We are not, he has him as high as five, but we're all in pretty much agreeing that he's around the, around the sixth best. Number seven is where we have Zeke. We have Zeke behind all those other guys. Craig has him actually at the 12th best person on the board. I've got him at fifth. I'm thinking I may have rated him a little too high, but even still. Number eight is Aaron Jones. I'm starting to fly now because I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Um, normally I judge how long these podcasts go by how much beer I've had, and I'm still in my first beer, so... <laughs> Number eight is Aaron Jones. We're all pretty middle of the road on Aaron Jones. Craig is a little higher. Number nine was Cam Akers. Obviously, we all heard the news. Cam Akers is out for the year. So Cam Akers is now officially out of our rankings. But what I want to ask about this is, obviously, we can't plug Daryl Henderson into that spot, right? No, we cannot. We don't even have him in our top 33. Yeah, because Cam Akers was there, so why would Because Cam Akers was there. All right, so I can't even ask the question of how much does this... So how much does this raise (laughs) Daryl Henderson? I think it puts it... being... Go ahead. I would say it puts him in the top 25. Makes him as high as a potential RB2. Yes. You figure there's 12 teams per league, and everybody's got to start at least two running backs... That's 24 running backs. That roughly puts him in an RB2 role. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. 
So our new number 10 is Austin Eckler. I have zero <laughs> faith in Austin Eckler. I am the only one who rated Austin Eckler outside the top, uh, outside of an RB1. Craig has him all the way at number seven. Again, proving why Craig is insane. <laughs> Craig, why is Austin Eckler higher on your list than, than guys like Zeke? It's still Austin Eckler. You have him higher than Saquon. I do, because A, injury with Saquon, and B, the Giants, right? But Jonathan Taylor, you have him above Jonathan Taylor. <sighs> I really... You really think Taylor's I... better than Eckler? Do I think Taylor's better than Eckler? Yeah. Mm, I would say they're almost the same running back. Okay, then I can't argue to put them next to each other. All right, so, so. number nine is Austin Eckler. Number ten is going to be Nick Chubb. Uh, Sean is big on Chubb this year. Eh, he's all right. Number 11 is Joe Mixon. That's right. Get on the damn train. Get your tickets, get your popcorn, and let's go. I have Mixon at 14th. I am a big Mixon guy. I still have him at 14th. Cinch has him at 13th. Sean has him at 12th. Craig has him at 6th. That's right. We're back. (laughs) Craig has him over Nick Chubb, over Austin Eckler, over Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) Craig is either a genius or insane, and it's possible he's both. So the line, so the line's very 12. thin. It's very thin. Yeah. 13th, we have Antonio Gibson. I just think they're going to lean on him a lot this year. 14, we have, um, whoa, why are these numbers at? Okay. My numbers are out of order. I'm seeing here right now. The rankings are correct, but the numbers are, are askew. So Antonio Gibson is number 12. Number, uh, no, sorry, sorry, Mixon is 11, Gibson is 12, 13 is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'm actually starting to cool on Hilaire. I really am. As good as he was last year, he didn't live up to his draft value as a running back one, which is where people were taking him. I, I don't know. I We have him at, at 13. Do we think he's 13? I mean, yeah. I think yes, only because of the team he's on. You know, as you being a Chiefs fan, they're a very powerful offense. So that that I think that already automatically boosts him up. If he was on the Bears, probably not. Okay. 14th, we've got Najee Harris. Why? Because I ranked him at the top 10 because I hear all I hear about is this kid. All I hear about is Najee Harris. So I'm going to I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. That's honestly where I'm at. 15th, we got JK Dobbins. Why? Because Craig is a big Craig and Sean are <laughs> both am. big J.K. Dobbins truthers. Why is Dobbins going to have the big year this year? Uh, for me, I still think Lamar. When Lamar, like, say if a play gets broken up, Lamar is going to check down to him if he doesn't take off running. So I think that automatically adds value to Dobbins' okay. fantasy fantasy value. Makes sense. Number 16, we have David Montgomery. Ironically enough, Craig is the only one that seems to think Montgomery is anywhere near an RB1. Uh, Sean, who is a Bears fan, has him at 18th overall, which is just hysterical to me. So, uh, number 17, we have Mike Davis. The reason we have Mike Davis this high is Craig and Cinch are both big on him. My God, we are going to spend an hour <laughs> at the roundtable on running backs. We are. Because you're all at least. insane. You're all insane. Cinch will not stop talking about Mike Davis. Did I draft him in the Scott Fishbowl just to make him quiet? I think you did. And I think we needed a running back anyway. So 
He was our third running back. I took him at RB23. <laughs> he was the 23rd running back off the board in the Scott Fishbowl. We have him at 17. You're all insane. <laughs> all right, moving on. Chris Carson at 18. Why? That's all Sean. That's all Sean's fault. Sean, you listen to six episodes a year. I know because every time you listen to an episode, you send us notes and you only send us notes six times a year. Chris Carson is not going to be a potential RB one this year. I just don't see it. No, I don't see it either. DeAndre Swift at 19. Why? Because I'm big on DeAndre Swift. I think DeAndre Swift could be an RB one. <laughs> I'm not calling him. I haven't ranked 13th on my personal rankings. I don't think he is an RB1. I think he could be an RB1. So I'm going to gonna take a risk on him. Then rounding out our top 20 is Josh Jacobs, who everyone forgot still plays football. Oh, sad. So let's recap our 11 through 20 right now. All right. It's Mixon, Gibson, Edwards Hilaire, Najee Harris, J.K. Dobbins, then David Montgomery at 16, Mike Davis at 17, Carson at 18, then Swift and Jacobs. Craig, take Joe Mixon off the board because I know that's your answer. Okay. Which one of these guys do you want as your RB2? Um, I am going to go with Dobbins. Over Hilaire. Over Hilaire, yes. Wow, interesting. Okay. How about you? I mean, that's interesting to me because you have Davis and Montgomery ranked above Dobbins. Are you warming up to more than Dobbins or you're just saying you, you reach for that that strong upside. Uh, it's more. Yeah, no, I would say it's more the upside. Um, my second choice would be Mike Davis. But again, we're, you know, we're talking about fantasy value. So I'm just equating receptions in for Dobbins. So if I'm going, if I'm going to reach, it's going to be Harris or Mixon. I don't know which one I would take right now. I think we got to see how the, the camps shake out. But Najee Harris is kind of, I, I, and I, again, I'll be honest with you. Just being completely honest with all of you listening, I have not seen anything from this kid. Everyone's talking about him. I listen to all the experts. I listen to the freaking SiriusXM all the goddamn time. I'm in the <laughs> ACI Alumni League that, that John Hansen runs. Well, he doesn't run the league, but it, it's the league that he runs that inspires this league. I am talking to people constantly about fantasy football, and all I keep hearing is Najee Harris is going to be the guy this year. Are people blowing smoke up my Yahoo? Maybe. Possible. Maybe. But I I got I think it's 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 worth looking at. Alright, let's finish out our rankings really quick, because believe it or not, we're out of time. Sad. Number twenty one, Miles Gaskin. Why, Craig? <laughs> because I think <clears throat> they're going to rely on Gaskin more than they did last year. That's but they're still dolphins. They are still they're dolphins, still- yes, I know. There's still a team that runs out there on offense every set of plays and goes, which way are we heading? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, oh, it's hard to remember that this is the team that Dan Marino played for. Remember that? Went to the Super Bowl his rookie year? Mm-hmm. Flipper Wilson. <laughs> I mean, guys like that played for this team. It's hard to remember. Larry Zonka. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yep. All right. Number twenty-two is Miles Sanders. Why, Craig? Uh, because to me, he's really the only thing the Eagles have. So now we've okay. So so Craig's rankings seem to be based on 
a combination of early, it's guys who I don't think will get injured. Yes. Followed by guys who I think have an opportunity. Mm hmm. Followed by teams that have <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> yes. It's essentially the That's... three tiers that you rank your guys <laughs> on, is what I'm seeing. You know what? You're, you're, you're pretty much right. Yes, I don't have I to be 100 right on that, but it feels like that's the thought process. Okay, here are guys that are, are top tier that I don't think will die on week five. <laughs> yep. Here are guys who, as long as they don't die, will be great. And here's the third tier is just I'm going to rank up everybody where there's no other option. <laughs> it's this guy or a sack of potatoes. Well, I mean, look at Miles Sanders and uh, Miles Gaskin. That's yes. pretty much what they are. <laughs> yes. Okay. We have Javante Williams at 23. I don't know why. I think I have him at the end of my list. I think Sean does too. We'll make Sean answer for that. Number 24, we have James Robinson from Jacksonville. Why? You're going to have to ask Cinch. Cinch is the only person who ranked him, and it snuck him into our top 25. <laughs> Number 25, Kareem Hunt. Same same issue. Cinch is the only one who ranked him in the top 25. Uh, 26 is A.J. Dillon. Craig's the only one who ranked him. Why are we talking about A.J. Dillon? Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me. I was a big fan of A.J. Dillon in college. I think he has a lot of potential, and right now the Packers are in a in a giant flux, so I think AJ Dillon will get some get some reps to uh, show what he can do. And you think even with the presence of Aaron Jones, he gets enough reps to be viable as a? I think if you RB3? draft Aaron Jones, you have to draft AJ Dillon. I don't think you have a choice. Wow! All right, so there you go. There's Craig's takeaway. Handcuff required. Okay. Mm -hmm. I yep. follow your logic. Number 27, we have Raheem Mostert because Cinch seems to think this will be the one year that he doesn't break himself. <laughs> uh, I've got, we've got Travis ATN at number 28. I put him on the top 25. And for the life of you, honestly, I'm just going to be brutally honest. I don't remember. You don't remember uh, why you did. You just did. Yeah, I don't remember why. Fair. I was like, that guy, Fair. He's not, I've got him at 24 overall, personally. And we've got him at 28 on the consensus. And this is, by the way, this Kareem Hunt through pick 32 are all the same guy, according to the consensus rankings, just so right. you know. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Chase Edmonds at, at number 29, Kenyon Drake at number 32. No, that's number 30. Sorry, number 30. Damian Harris at number 31, because someone ranked him. Cinch? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then we have Tariq Cohen rounding out the top 32 on our line. Okay, so I'm going to run the whole list really quickly in a second, but... Craig, desperation yeah. time. We have, what is this, three, six, nine guys that all have the same composite score. Yep. That just means one of us ranked him, <laughs> and everybody else was like, no, nah, man, pass. <laughs> Those nine guys are James Robinson, Kareem Hunt, A.J. Dillon, Raheem Mostert, Travis Etienne, Chase Edmonds, Kenyon Drake, Damian Harris, and Tariq Cohen. Same question from before. You're in a situation where you got to take one for your flex slash RB3. All right. Which one are you grabbing? So if I don't have Jones, I'm not going to look at Dylan, but I will look at Drake because the Raiders didn't pay him $11 million to sit on the bench. 
But Josh Jacobs, you really think he's going to supplant the the carries from Jacobs? Uh, I think enough. Like I, he, I don't think Kenny and Drake's going to take his job unless he gets hurt. But I think he's going to be on the field enough to to help out your team. Again, my reasoning is they didn't pay him that much money to like you know receive punts. Yes, they did, and that's that's where you're wrong on this. Not with your analysis. But assuming that the Raiders have any sort of clue of what they're doing. Yeah, well, okay, that's a separate topic, but yes, I agree with it, that. But, that, but it ties into this decision-making. <laughs> it ties into this decision-making. If nothing else, I'm drawing a complete blank on his goddamn name, the coach, <laughs> Chucky. <laughs> the hell is his name? A little annoying guy. Oh, my God. Why am I drawing a blank on the coach of the Raiders? Uh, I don't know. I'll give you a second to think about. I just know everybody calls him Chucky because he looks like a fucking Chucky, walking Chucky doll. Uh, his first name is John. Gruden. There you, you go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Gruden, if nothing else, has this amazing power to convince people of what he sees in players. I, I mentioned it before. The Bleacher Report, um, the Gridiron Heights where he played the used car salesman. They spelled <laughs> car with two R's. That's yep. really what he is. He walks into a room with the decision makers and goes, do you know who you need to get? And you go out and get Kenyon Drake. Let me tell you why. He's got three bad knees, but the guy scores touchdowns. Look at the number of times he touched the ball inside the five and the number of touchdowns. That's right. It's the same number, six. Six. <laughs> Every time he touched the ball last year inside the five, he scored a touchdown. Now, they only gave it to him six times because he's made a paper. But those six times, those were touchdowns. Those are six touchdowns the Raiders can use. I'm going to go get something to drink. And he leaves. And the next thing you know, Kenyon Drake's on the goddamn roster for $11 million a year. This is what he does. The problem is he has never been right ever. Well, he's got a Super Bowl with a team that was governed by defense. Let me remind you, that Tampa Bay team that won the Super Bowl under Gruden, the quarterback was Trent Dilfer. Name another member of that offense. Go. Damn it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But Hmm. that defense, Warren Sapp was there. Was Hardy still there? Was Hardy Nickerson still there? I don't know if he was still there. He might not have been. But what's his name's twin brother? Rondé Barber was there. I yep. can, um, oh God, the, the, the guy who played safety. He's in the hall of fame. Jesus. Why am I drawing a blank on this guy's name? I, I need another beer, but I can name like three or four guys on the defense. I can't name a single person on the offense other than freaking Trent Dilfer. But, but, but Gruden's a genius. He's not. There is. The, and I was big on Kenyon Drake last year. You this were. is coming from a guy who, if I pull up the 2019 rankings, I had him in the top 10 last year. I guarantee it. I guarantee I was saying he's going to he's gonna make a fresh start in Arizona. I guarantee I said something like that last year. He is not going to matter in L.A. He's not. Does that mean he's not draftable? No, but I don't think he's top 24. I don't think I mean, we have him at 30. I don't think he's going to be viable as an RB3. He's a late-round flyer in my book. All right, let's run the list. Let's run the list right, really quickly. Let's do it. All right, so 
going from top, we have, and, and ignore Craig, because Craig's rankings are Craig's rankings. <laughs> and while they compute into this, they are wackadoodle. They're nutsy cuckoo. And he's probably going to be right. And if he does, we'll apologize to him during the offseason. But we've That's got fair. Christian McCaffrey at one, Dalvin Cook at two, Derek Henry at three, Alvin Kamara at four, Jonathan Taylor at five, Saquon Barkley at six, Zeke at seven, and Aaron Jones at eight. The ghost of Cam Akers used to <laughs> occupy spot nine. That now belongs to Austin Eckler. Number 10 is Nick Chubb. Number 11 is Joe Mixon. Number 12 is Antonio Gibson. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, then Najee Harris, and J.K. Dobbins rounds out the top 15. 16 is David Montgomery. 17 is Mike Davis. 18 is Chris Carson, followed by DeAndre Swift. Why? Because I said so, damn it. (laughs) Number 20 is Josh Jacobs. Number 21 is Miles Gaskin, and the only person who owns a Miles Gaskin t-shirt, Craig, thinks so. (laughs) Number 22 is Miles Sanders. Number 23 is Javante Williams. 24 is James Robinson. 25 is Kareem Hunt. A.J. Dillon comes in at 26. Raheem Mostert comes in at number 27. Travis Etienne comes in at number 28. And no one can remember why, because I'm the only one who ranked him. And I don't remember why I ranked him there. I'm just being honest. Number 29 is Chase Edmonds, who I wasn't even sure was still in the league before now. Number 30 is Kenyon Drake. 31 is Damon Harris. And 32 is Tariq Cohen courtesy of Craig. That is all 32 of the guys we have ranked. You'll notice Daryl Henderson isn't on this list because when we made this list about a week ago, Daryl Henderson was not a starter. Craig, my, my final question for you, you see the screen up in front of you, right? I've got 11 through 32 in front of you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. without altering your rankings anywhere. You just had to pick a spot and insert Daryl Henderson into this. Where would you put him right now? Let's see. Let me read this really quick. Um, I would put him probably at 21. So between Josh Jacobs and Miles Gaskin. Yes. Okay. I have a little higher than that. I have between Mike Davis and Chris Carson. I would have him at number 18 overall. Now, again, there's rumors that the Rams are shopping. There's rumors that the Steelers are standing outside with a sign that says Benny Snell for sale, <laughs> um, which sounds really terrible. They shouldn't say that. No one's it ever. It does. No but in, the, in this sale. context, it, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think I think he's if he if tomorrow the Rams could make a trade and all of this is moot. But I think I think he's probably an RB2. Craig would have him at the lower end of RB2 slash RB3. So, Craig, we are way over time because we've had wow. such a good time making fun of your picks, which is <laughs> okay know? because Craig will sit there and laugh like a supervillain during the round table as everyone else has to defend their picks and he doesn't have to worry about defending his because he's already done it. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Final thought time, Craig. What do you got for me? Final thoughts, just like you said in the beginning, like these are ranking episodes are probably the most the most fun episodes, I think. Um, and I think the roundtable ones will be even even more fun. Oh, those will be even insaner. That's like three um, weeks away. Yeah, but just like I said last week, you know, definitely start paying attention. Then you don't have to go overboard like Sean and do mock drafts literally all day. But do some mock drafts. Just get used to seeing who 
people are taking when. You know, you might be surprised to see how early some people go. Um, it's it's great practice, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and that's where I'm at now. It's mock draft season, guys. Time to get online and start looking at your drafts. Time to start looking at renewing your leagues. Um, you know, and your formats will, will depend on, on what you do. But uh, obviously, it, it is time to get to work. Um, so redraft uh, leagues, I highly recommend starting to run some mocks. There's a lot. Mo- most likely, the site that you use is going to have a mock draft um, tool. I recommend using it. If it doesn't, go to Fantasy Pros. They have a fantastic mock simulator where you can actually say, I want to draft against an ADP. Um, and it'll allow you to select different ADPs and different draft positions. It's a great way to warm up. So. Leave us a review wherever you listen to us. If you're on Apple, we are now available on Audible. We just found that out this week, or I I, I really recognize it. Craig's been screaming about it for a while. Um, wherever you listen to us, please leave us a review. Reach out to us. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are FignutsDFS at gmail.com. Uh, we are also the Football Fignuts podcast on Facebook. Wherever you listen to us, leave us a review. However you wish to reach out, communicate with us. We love to hear from folks. Please do so. Uh, we'll be back next week. Next week. Can we can we do wide receivers next week? I don't know if I'll be recovered. <laughs> we might have to skip wide receivers for a week and do tight end. The tight end kicker defense spectacular just to give me some off time. That's true we'll because be there's with... a lot of receivers. So that's a thing. I mean, I haven't even looked. How many receivers do we have ranked? Hold on, we can do that on the fly. Oh, we only have 30 ranked. Cause okay, that's why I still have I still have the um the source in here, and he did not he was not able to provide us uh um rankings. A this list. Year, but that's yeah. The point. So, but we'll be back next week uh, with more rankings and more preparation for the start of the season. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi to Deb. Deb Hi, just Deb. moved this week, so I don't even know if she'll have time to listen to us. She might be listening to us while she paints her new house. Maybe. So, I hope so. I hope so. I, I, I saw the place on Saturday. Very nice. Very nice. We're going to be very comfortable there playing board games, I'll tell you that, <laughs> once life calms down. So, until next week, folks, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate every one of you. Please reach out, as I indicated. But until we speak next, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Mm-hmm.